0: The question that she would always get is, like, what are you? And for her, the way she explained it, is she said it felt dehumanizing. Like it made her more of an object versus a person because she would get it constantly. Like um, she was very attractive and she definitely got like a lot of attention. And I will say even prior to her mentioning that, you know, I was of that mindset to be like, oh, wow. Like, what is she? She's gorgeous. She's she's different. If um, if she was a Pokemon, she would be like a legendary, like one of those rare. We all got an opinion, but can you back yourself up? Where you get your sources from? Hope that don't got you stuck. We're going check you and your understanding of knowledge. That's regardless if you finish school or went to college. Not everything is as black and white as it seems. This show here is about expressing what you mean. Whether you get canceled uh, yes, or whether huh? you get black. <laughs>
1: yeah. to the Canceled
0: podcast with Elliot and Jay. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Cancel Podcast where we aim to challenge one's own thoughts by bringing unique, creative, and potentially divisive topics to the table for discussion. As always, it's your boy Darius, aka Jay Sarad, representing Legendary Media Group. And today I have three special guests with me as we're going to talk about being biracial in America. So let me give a quick little intro. Um, well, actually, no, how about we give intros? Y'all do intros yourselves, so I think this would be like a good little intro to why you're interested in this topic and why you chose to actually participate in today's episode. So whoever wants to volunteer, they can go first.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Uh, all right, okay, yep, she's got it. I'll just say my name and whoever right. I am. Um, my name is Clarissa Go, and I'm half Chinese and half Filipino and I just want to do this podcast to get people more aware about about it stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: Guest number two. Uh, yeah. Go, go ahead.
2: Drake. Go <laughs> um, well, my name is DeAndre Harris. I go by Drake sometimes. Um, I am um, half white and half black. Um, from the Midwest. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I just want to, you know, make people aware of, you know, some of the racial tensions between the whites and the Blacks, and kind of, you know, educate on those things, you know.
0: Okay. Okay, guess number three.
3: (laughs) Hello, I'm Jasmine. Um, I have I'm African American, Chinese and European and so i'm not biracial i'm just a bunch of things but
2: <laughs> bunch of things put together
3: things? <laughs> and i'm just here because um i think it'll be something interesting to talk about and i like to hear other people's opinions on this topic as well
0: okay well one thing i do like so a little bit about my background too african-american with a splash of choctaw native american i don't know the percentages yet haven't did my uh Uh, My Ancestry.com or my 23andMe, not yet, but we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, the one thing I'm looking forward to kind of discussing with you all, since we do have a diverse group of individuals, like um, we have the male and female aspect, we have the white, black, we have the Asian, the European. I think we have like a good mix here to kind of speak on some very unique kind of experiences that you all had that maybe I've had, but also maybe not. But also something that a lot of individuals may not have seen by not having to be biracial and coming from two different sides of two different families. So I wanted to start it off and kind of say, um, so in regards to your background, is there one particular one you gravitate towards more than the other one? And is there like any reasoning behind that? Or, you know, do you feel pressured to go one versus another?
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I'm to- I-, I lean towards more my Filipino side only okay. because my my grandparents in the Filipino side of my family raised me when I was in the Philippines. And my Chinese side of the family never really got to know us only because in the Philippines, there's a huge racial segregation between Chinese and Filipinos. And when um I was born, when my mom and dad, like, you know, gave birth to us, they never really wanted to get involved in, um, in us, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? oh, wow. So, so overall, would you say that's something that has kind of continued, even like as you got older and became like an adult and everything? So or how do you, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, uh, good thing you asked that, actually. Um, right now, I'm a little bit more hesitant to be, you know, connected with my Chinese side of the family only because I, I kind of hold like that little grudge, you know, that they never really took care of us when I was growing up. But now it seems like they are trying more only I think mostly because, you know, my, my father's like gone, my father's passed away. So they're trying to communicate with us more. Okay.
0: I'm sorry for your loss also on that. Sorry. So would you, would you say like you're more receptive of them kind of like putting forth that extra effort? Like, I know it's time lost, but do you think that's something that you would openly welcome into your life like later on and as you continue to grow?
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get over it, but (laughs) soon it will happen, yeah.
0: But it's still gonna be like a little bit, like a little a little grudge there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jasmine, Dre, what about either of you?
2: Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I definitely gravitate more towards the black side. Um, not only because I am, you know, a little bit darker skinned the majority of the um biracial, especially within my family which I mean, and a lot of the people within my family on my mom's side, which is my Caucasian side, are biracial. So it kind of phased out. I mean, there's still definitely some Caucasian, but there's a lot more like um, Hispanic and black kind of phasing out of the generation as we go down, especially in my generation, so.
0: Uh, And would you say, because I know you mentioned like you're from the Midwest, um, Mm -hmm. so knowing that that general geological, geographical region tends to be like a little bit more conservative and me knowing you, you're a little bit more liberal, has that also caused any kind of like term oil within like your family, within your household, kind of having those Mm -hmm. different kind of views, especially on like things like Black Lives Matter, various kind of, you know, protests and how they could be seen. And I'm just, you know, Mm -hmm. assuming could be seen from different lights.
2: So, um, well, I would say that my dad's side was more moderate Democrat, and my mom's mom's side was definitely moderate Democrat. The only side that was, I would say, moderate Republican is my mom's dad's side of the family. They're definitely less receptive of the Black Lives Matter, a lot more educating. It came a long way, but I would say that, you know, if, like, Democratic party goes on my mom's mom's side all the way back. They're all Democrats from the civil rights movement. So like, it's kind of just more of like my grandpa's side, but you know, he'll come around. (laughs)
0: Have have you ever felt like pressure um, from either side in terms of like trying to either for them to understand your views or for you to try to help them understand you? Has there ever been like an additional push where you kind of felt like it was more of like a conflict that you have to overcome, or has both sides kind of been more like receptive and understanding?
2: Yeah, I think that <laughs> my grandpa's side of the family is definitely still kind of. I mean, there's mixed, but my grandpa is moderate Republican, so I mean, he understands and he's kind of grasped some issues. He just kind of goes into the other sideism aspect of it and like, why you know, why would you do this? Why are they rioting? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I'm just like, well, grandpa, they're not listening to us, so I don't know what you want us to do. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, there's definitely been some, like, especially over the Black Lives Matter and, you know, other political figures um, that were around that time that I definitely think that there has been some heated, not really heated, but just some thoughtful conversations, kind of seeking understanding on both sides and kind of like more of agreeing to disagree and taking different aspects of it and understanding it more.
0: Okay. And so there's still, there is like a level of understanding where <laughs> um, both sides can kind of like meet in the middle and really, yeah. you know, have like, a, uh, like a, a healthy conversation about the differences. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Jasmine, what, what about you? Well,
3: um, growing up, I mostly lived with my mom and my stepdad. And so mostly my black side, I grew up, around and um I grew up around my Chinese side also but um mostly around my black side is what I gravitated towards I guess like as a child but also Mm -hmm. like I don't know most mixed kids go through this but kind of like an identity crisis like Mm -hmm. when you're like I don't know who I am or which side I'm on or whatever and then at a really young age I just got to a point where I was just like I'm just me whatever <laughs> <laughs> and you know you just you don't really you know because there's like a lot of stereotypes too it's like what side do you gravitate towards it's kind of hard to just, that just means like okay which side of your family were you around the most right yeah so, I, see, I mostly I, grew up with my black family but
0: okay so like would you say because that's a very good point too so it's like more so of where the time was spent initially, that's where you're going to kind of pick up the cultures and really start like um, internalizing much more than the other side of the family. Yeah. That's what you're kind of saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, um, so one thing I want to ask too, for all of you. So in addition to in the household, like um, what is it like being a biracial person on a, on a general social level? Like what are some of the, the experience that, Um, that you all may have had that you feel like may not be um, I'm not gonna say uh, that will be more rare for individuals who may not identify as biracial
1: I would say like growing up school-wise like it was really hard to identify which which people I go with and Mm -hmm. when I try to like you know talk to like Chinese you know friends they're all talking Chinese and I'm just like Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to like my Filipino friends, they're like, they, they know more about it, too. And I'm just, you know, I'm just stuck in the middle. And I thought growing up, like in my high school, middle school here in America, I thought it was just me until like I started talking to like more, you know, mix, mixed people that went through the same things as I did. So that felt really good.
0: Do you feel do you feel like it was um, harder to kind of find like other like especially like with your particular background, do you still feel like it is difficult to come across other individuals like you as well?
1: Um, now that I've grown up, you know, social media is more more out there. You can uh, definitely join groups that that have mm-hmm. like similarities as you. Whether you're Asian, you know, you're black, you're I don't know, you're a girl, you're a boy, whatever hobbies mm-hmm. you have. I think it's more, uh, it's easier now, definitely, than before. So,
0: right, like growing up and everything. Yeah. Okay.
3: And I also feel like back then, like, I feel like things have changed now compared to when we were growing up because it was like there were some mixed kids, at least at my schools, like there are some mixed kids, but like not really. There weren't that many mixed kids. It was like you're either this or you're that. Yeah, I grew up in Vegas, so it's like either Mexican or you're black (laughs) or you're white. And then there's like, you know, depending on what school you went to, there's like a small group of Asians and they just, you know, stayed together. But (laughs) there's like four sides. And if you don't fit in any of those sides and you're just kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah. So overall, would you say like it is a hard process? It sounds like, of course, I was saying this, too. It's like to kind of like you can only fit into like a certain extent is that is that kind of like the feeling like am I interpreting that right where it's like you can do so much to kind of to fit in but at some point it's like okay I'm not as deep with this cultural identity as others may be
1: yes
3: mm-hmm. okay because they'll even say like I'm sure everyone's discovered this or dealt with this growing up but like oh you don't talk like this type of person you talk you you sound white or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you yeah. sound this or you sound that. And it's just like a
1: English <laughs> 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 accent. Where are you from? Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Dre, do you wanna do you wanna add on to yeah, that too?
2: I was gonna say uh, like being a biracial half black, half white male, I was definitely pushed more towards the black side. Just by all my interactions, and my it was always so funny because my mom would show up to parent teacher conferences and I'd be like, "Where's your mom at?" She's like she's right near her. <laughs> oh, my wow. mom. <laughs> Yeah, because I was I was very I mean I I lightened up as I aged. Mm-hmm. I was very dark. My mom would go into grocery stores all the time, and they would ask if I was adopted. My mom had me at 19 years old, so <laughs> I don't think I could be adopted by 19. It just really like being from the Midwest. I think that. There is, there's a lot of mixed kids, but we are, I don't think we associate, especially for the ones that you can tell that are, if they have a little color in them, they're going to be yeah. on the black side. Now, the black kids, they accept you, but you know, I think yeah. that there is some, not, I don't wouldn't say like pushback, but like you've got to have like an internal champion, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think that even like, you know, just as growing
0: up, I just think that I was always pushed more to the black side. Okay. See, that, that's, a very, that's a very unique experience, because I, I didn't even think about that before. So, like, growing up as a kid, so I know, um, so I know, like, with all of us, like, we're very, we're very like, uh, melanated. like, we all have, like, the different skin complexions, um, things of that nature. But it's like, I never thought about that aspect of being near your parents and other individuals, not being able to identify them. As your parent like that's something i didn't even think about i've never had that kind of experience like um how like how how did that make you feel like as like a kid like i, I don't know jasmine Clarissa, if you if you had that similar experience as well but i, I that's interesting i did not think about that I,
2: in my in my like i just i mean that was my mom i knew that was my mom there was some days where i i, was, I remember i asked my grandma if i could be caucasian because I didn't think that I was, I was like, I think I'm Caucasian. She's like, yeah, you can be whatever you went to. And I'm like, I'm not sure about that, Grandma. I'm Black. That's what they're going to say. So I think that, you know, there was some, like, internal, like, arguments with myself. I mean, I definitely was more, like, when I would go around my Black side, I was I felt more society accepted, like, walking around with them, hanging out with them. But again, I had a lot of, biracial cousins on my mom's side which is my white side so I don't think it was that much of an issue I mean we kind of all I mean they always got our moms like "Why? how's that your mom That's my mom. <laughs> so yeah
0: okay and Jeff and Curza, did you have any kind of similar experience like that as well as like a kid
1: um well for me actually I I look kind of similar to both of my parents so not really but my sister if you've seen her she's like just Chinese like mm-hmm. growing up she's just like everyone's just like are you sure she's not adopted she she does <laughs> looks like she doesn't look like you guys and then when my mom pops up because she's Filipino and she's with my mom every time they're like are you guys related or anything like where's your mom at because she looks like Chinese it's just Chinese that's what it oh, is Wow. yeah
0: Oh my so so with that too so like um because then you said like when you were a kid you did live in the Philippines also right okay so like when y- your sister was living in the Philippines too it's like how would everyone else kind of like interact with her knowing that she had like a more racial um, uh, more traditional Chinese look like were there any differences between like how they would treat her versus how you would be treated
1: Yeah actually so that's the thing that my my sister, I feel bad for her because she grew up in the Philippines just like me. Well, we both grew up here, but, you know, I moved in when I was seven years old. But she would always tell me, like, you know, looks wise in the Philippines. They didn't really like it, her her look, because she doesn't look more Filipino because she looks more Chinese. She grew up insecure, and I feel so bad. But um, the thing is also, like, my Chinese side of the family gravitated towards her more because she looks like them.
0: Wow. So so there's definitely, like, there's definitely some imbalances right there. Yeah. Kind of say, like, because of the racial disparities, not not disparities, the racial differences, that's where it's like the families themselves kind of integrated to kind of say we're leaning more towards this child versus the other one.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Oh, wow. So even even as she's continuing to grow up, too, would you say, like, interacting with her, she showcases more cultural Chinese background? Oh, yeah.
1: No. 100% cuz um she's actually the only one that got uh they went to like a different city for mm-hmm. like 3 years to speak to learn how to speak Chinese out of all of uh, us. Yeah.
0: And you all like applied and everything too? Or
1: Well, that's the thing like I don't know why, but for some reason it was just her that they took <laughs> in and, you know, tried to teach Chinese. So she did definitely gravitate more towards the Chinese culture aspect, as opposed to um, three of our my other siblings or two of my other siblings and me. Okay.
0: Wow. Okay, so I do have a follow up question on that. I'll, I'll um, Jasmine, you can go next, and I will tie that back in. Because especially like in terms of like um, um, the Asian cultural side, this would be a good question for you and Jasmine. But yeah, Jasmine, you you go ahead first.
3: Um, I forgot <laughs> if what you have the question any. Was.
0: so um as Dre mentioned too in terms of growing up and kind of like um you know other individuals
3: parents right yeah oh um I look like both of them I mean I look more (laughs) like my dad unfortunately but (laughs) I kind of look like both of them so I mean, they're both like, we're all around the same skin color. So there wasn't any obvious differences. The okay. only thing I experienced is like when I'm with my grandma who's Chinese, people kind of like, oh, you know, <laughs> <It's kinda laughs> weird. and then she'll be like, we were at a, cause my grandma has chickens. We're at a chicken show. And um, we're this is in Texas, by the way. <laughs> and um, we're like, one of the only like minorities in there it's a chicken show and um people are like oh who's this and she's like oh this is my granddaughter and they're like what you know just like taking back oh my gosh like they're still nice about it but um probably if i looked you know obviously chinese they probably would already like guess that in their minds without her having to like introduce me
0: So have you actually traveled like um, to China as well or like any like any of like the Asian kind of like area and like have you felt like um, people would recognize that within like your bloodline as someone who's part like Asian?
3: I haven't been to China. I mean, um, I have family in Taiwan. I still haven't been there. The only Asian country I went to, as you know, is when I lived in Korea. And they just yeah, think yeah. everyone's a foreigner. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have so heard about that it, too. So it it's like, matter matter out. What I look
3: like. I'm I'm a foreigner. I'm not yeah. them, So.
0: Just got off the clock. Just got on my chill. Called them, my homie. Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated. Never bloated. What I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whipping.